the touch of the Lord this morning. If you would open up your Bibles with me this morning to Luke chapter 2, and then I'm going to be going to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 just for one verse there. But Luke chapter 2, this morning we're starting a new series called Making Room, a Christmas series this morning. I just have a couple announcements for us as you are turning uh, in your word today. Remember, next Sunday, which is the 22nd, next Sunday, we're having one morning service at 10 o'clock. I would encourage you to get here early and get a seat. One morning service at 10 o'clock, and then we're going to have a 6 p.m. service on the 22nd. It's going to be a candlelight service. It's going to be right at an hour. It's just going to be a very, very special day, and I would really encourage you to mark your your calendar and be here for that. You don't really don't want to miss it. And I've been telling people you don't want to miss the beginning and you really don't want to miss the end. So get here early and don't leave and don't leave early because it's going to be a great service. We got a lot of things planned for you. We got some guest instrumentalists that are bringing some uh, their instruments in and guest vocalists are going to be singing with us and it's going to be a candlelight moment. It's just going to be a real special time. So make sure you have on your calendar next Sunday evening at six o'clock for our Christmas candlelight service. And just so you know, normally we have two morning services that are the same, but these services will not be the same. They will be different services, different words, different music. So be sure you mark your calendar next Sunday, one service at 10 a.m. and one service at 6 p.m. And also remember that this Christmas season, we're doing a Christmas outreach called a Merry Christmas, M-A-R-Y Christmas, and we're reaching out to young mothers who just need some help, and we're not, we're not reaching out to them to provide their kids some toys, but we're reaching out to minister to them. We're going to be uh, taking them to a salon and getting some uh, their hair done and uh, nails, and we're going to take them, get them new outfits to wear, and uh, we're giving them uh, our own uh, Cassie Jones. She's going to give them a uh, a, a photo session with them and their children. So it's going to be a very special moment. So if you know a young mother that is deserving of this or that just needs a little help, she may not have a lot of support, but she may need this right now in her life, you can nominate young mothers at info at legacychurchrome.org. So be sure you do that. And those nominations need to be submitted by the 19th, which is this week. So be sure you do that. And also on the 20th, our own Hannah Decker, she's getting a group of people People together for caroling. It's always a fun time that we go around and visit some people who just really need an uplifting uh, time in their life. So we're going to be caroling and just sharing the love of God with people on the 20th. That's this coming Friday. We're going to be meeting here at 5.30, and we will leave here at 6. So if you have any questions, you can talk to Hannah. She's the girl that normally stands right here, okay? So you can talk to Hannah if you have any questions, or maybe you can't get here at 6 o'clock. She can tell you where to meet us. So be sure. It's going to be a great time to uh, on the 20th, so don't miss that. If it's your first time here with us today, I'd love to say welcome to Legacy Church. Maybe your first time, or maybe you've been here a while and you've never filled out a Connect card. If you would, uh, there's a basket under the chairs. If you would, just take a moment and fill that out and meet us in the lobby right after church. we got a special gift for you worshiping here with us today. And if you'd like to sow into the ministry or the vision of this house, or maybe you would like to sow into the Merry Christmas Project to help us do that, you can do that online at LegacyChurchRome.org, or you can use an online which is also in those same baskets. Amen. Who's ready for the word this morning? 
Amen and amen. I'm excited about this word today called Making Room, and it's the Christmas story. And I will be begin uh, reading in Luke chapter 2, we'll read verses, I believe, 1 through 21 this morning. It says, In those days, uh, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to their own town to be registered. And so Joseph, in verse 4, also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to 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 be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn uh, her firstborn, a son, and she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them <clears throat> in the inn. And in verse 8, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone about around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And then suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed and at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was ever conceived. And Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For unto us, someone say us, for unto us a child is born. Unto us, say us, us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father and prince of peace let's pray this morning heavenly father we thank you lord for your goodness and for your mercy lord we thank you lord for this christmas season just a time to pause and reflect on the purpose of it all lord we thank you lord that you sent your one and only son jesus christ to be born at such in, in such a lowly state for us lord's people that that you still know our names god and we thank you lord for your goodness 
forgiveness. And we thank you for your mercy today. May this word fall on fertile soil today. May this word fall, take root in someone's uh, soul today and in someone's life today. And may our lives be forever changed. And I thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. And the church said amen. Amen and amen. It is the Christmas season. It is upon us. Don't raise your hand if you've not started shopping yet, but it's a busy season. Everything is flowing. And our last two weeks, every it just seems like it will not slow down. Every night there's something big. There's something big for us to do. There's, there's sports and there's activities and there's parties and there's events. And we're hustling and we're making it happen. And at the end of the day, we're exhausted, but we're trying to keep up with the Christmas season and everything is flowing and everything is hustle bustle and so many times in our life we get so caught up with the hustle and bustle that we really forget the purpose of Christmas amen we really forget what it's really all about but isn't it amazing that here we just read the Christmas story is I find it amazing that the transformation of Israel and the deliverance really of the entire world was all hinging on this really one moment isn't that amazing that the transformation of Israel and, and, and just the, the, the deliverance of the entire world was simply waiting on a baby to be born in a manger wrapped up in pieces of cloth. It, it, it's, just, it's just amazing that, 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 that a little baby born in a barn was literally about to change the world. See, Christmas is all about perspective. Your definition of Christmas may look a lot different from my definition of Christmas. The amount of gifts that you buy, your perspective of gifts may be different from my perspective of gifts. Christmas is all about perspective. See, what I thought was a wonderful gift you may think is a tacky gift. How many of you have ever had to open up a tacky gift and just act like it was wonderful? I've been there. And so many times you just got to smile. This is great. This is exactly what I wanted. And then you give it to someone else. But what I thought was a gift, some people may think is a tacky gift. It's all about perspective. What I think is over-the-top decorations, you may think they need more of that. They need more. They need flashing lights. They need color lights. It's just all about perspective. It's about perspective. Some parents want to give their gift, their kids 30 gifts, and some parents want to give them just three gifts. It's all about perspective. See, your definition of the fulfillment of Christmas is really based on perspective. And so many times, other people's opinions really affect our perspective. We see the so-and-so's doing that, so we have to do that. It's, it's all about perspective. See, from heaven's perspective, this Christmas story that I just read, this Christmas, the first Christmas, it was beautiful. It was spectacular. It was just what God ordered. It was beautiful. But, but from earth's perspective, it was kind of a letdown. I'm just like a king of kings born in a barn. I really don't know. It, it was all about perspective. In, 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 in heaven, the first, the, the first Christmas, the angels' perspective, they were rejoicing. The Savior had been born. The secret was finally out. Emmanuel, God is with us. And they are rejoicing. But from heaven, the perspective was like, really? A manger? Are you serious? There's no way this, this little baby is the king. What kind of king's born in 
a crib like that? Like, where's the embroidered burp cloth? You know, you've got to have that. You've got to spend the money on the embroidered burp cloth for your child to throw up on it. You know, there's just, where's it at? Like, where's the pottery barn crib? Where's the, where's the bumper that was sewn, you know, over, you know, in some exotic place for the king? Where's all of this stuff at? It's kind of a letdown. But from heaven, it was the perfect setup. It was sovereign. It was just what he wanted. It was just what had been prophesied for thousands of years. But from earth, he was born on a hit list. As soon as he was born, he was born of a virgin who was trying to explain to her boyfriend, this is not what this looks like, okay? In other words, he was born into a dysfunctional home. I know nobody in here knows anything about a dysfunctional home or a dysfunctional Christmas, but take note from the Christmas story. While everyone else is giving you their perspective, you must stay focused on the purpose. Can I get an amen this morning? While everybody else is telling you their perspective, you really just got to stay focused on the purpose. See, in the middle of perspective, you've got to make room for purpose. In the middle of everyone's opinion, you've got to see the promise. See, because if you concentrate on everyone's else perspective of you, you could easily miss or overlook the purpose or the promise that was simply lying in a lowly man because everybody else was looking for the king everybody else was looking for the gold everybody else but so many times it was so easily just to look over the purpose which was the promise and it was lying in a lowly manger while everyone else thought the king would have been a little more in a grand place the promise was actually in a low place Hmm. isn't that that right there will preach it was just something so simple that all it took was somebody noticing that it was the promise and it was the purpose because it may not have looked king-like, but the purpose was fulfilled that night in a barn. Hmm. It wasn't what they thought it was going to look like, but the purpose and the promise was fulfilled that night even in a barn. So while everyone else is spewing their perspective about Christmas, you just remember the purpose. And when your Christmas looks dysfunctional to the crowds, whenever your Christmas meals turns dysfunctional because somebody wants to talk about politics or somebody wants to give their opinion, I know that would never happen at your Christmas parties, but all of a sudden something that was supposed to be so joyful can turn dysfunctional. Be reminded that Emmanuel was born in the middle of dysfunction. Jesus loves dysfunction. Why? Because he was born right up in the middle of dysfunction. And know that God shows off in the middle of dysfunction. It was right in the middle of dysfunction that God just showed up and gave the promise and gave the purpose. See, I'd rather have God's promises than man's perspective any day. Mm. I'd rather have God's promises than man's perspective any day. Because when you start to make room for the purpose, you start to see the promise. Mm. When you, you need to get that in your notes. When you start to make room for the purpose, that's when you start to see the promise. See, Christ's birth, the Christmas story, it's a story of purpose. Hell wanted him dead as soon as he entered the world. Why? Because he had some purpose. 
See, there will be powers of this world that will do everything they can do to destroy you, to destroy your home, to destroy your business, to destroy your ministry. Why? Because you have a purpose. Guess what? Hell will do everything that it can to destroy this Christmas for you. Why? Because it will feel like the most hectic season of life. I was listening to this well-known pastor give a little excerpt this last week, and he says, all of these people in his church walk up to him and say, you must love being a pastor during Christmas. It must just be the joy to be a pastor during Christmas. It must be the best time of the year to be, uh, uh, to, uh, to be, to be pastoring in a church. And he says, you know what? He said, actually, no, 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 no. Actually, it's not. It's the worst time to be, it's, 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 it's the worst time because he says, because everything is so hectic. Why? Because if you thought people were not focused on your sermon before, just wait till Christmas because their minds are going crazy because they're trying to live up to everything everybody's perspective of Christmas. I've got to get that gift. It's going on sale today. There's a doorbuster at Belk. I got to get there. I got to use my Kohl's cash. I got to get to Old Navy. And all of a sudden he said, you thought it was pre hard preaching before. No, no, no. It's really hard pastoring now. And he was talking about why it's so hard for pastors at this time. And he says, you know what? People are depressed at Christmas more than any other time of the year. Because so many of they're missing their loved ones and they're realizing that their Christmas is not going to match up to everyone else's perspective of Christmas. They realize they can't live up to the perspective of others. They realize that they can't take their kids to Disney. They can't even buy them a Disney watch. Well, that family's going to Christmas. Oh gosh, what are my kids are going to think? And all of a sudden, all of these things, statistics say, he was talking, that statistics say that a large number of people leave the church during the holidays of Christmas because they because the church has to say no a lot hmm. isn't that interesting no I can't pay your mortgage this month no I can't give you rent this month no we can't give to every Christmas outreach and everybody is uptight and everybody is anxious and people's minds are consumed during the season why is it so hard for ministry why does he want you to focus on that you can't give little Jimmy that four-wheeler this year why does the devil want you to go in debt this Christmas why does the devil want to destroy your Christmas because he wants you to concentrate on the American perspective of Christmas and lose the real purpose of Christmas. See, if your story has purpose, uh, this isn't a real Merry Christmas, but if your story has purpose, the devil will try his best to destroy your story. I know that's kind of by humbug for Christmas, but guess what? If you've got purpose, the devil will do everything he can to destroy it. But that's when you've got to remember that greater is he that is within me. Greater is he that was, that was lying in that manger than he that is in this world. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not losing the purpose of this Christmas. I'm not losing the purpose. I appreciate your perspective. Oh, but it's about his purpose. I'm making room for his purpose today. See, it would be just about foolish of us to think that being born in a barn was not part of God's plan. It would really be foolish. Some people thought it was an accident. No, 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 no. It was all part of God's plan. See, there was purpose in the lowly barn. God was hiding him away, listen, for a season so no one could detect him. Hmm. God was hiding him away 
that only the wise men could find him. That'll preach. He was hiding him away for a season. See, there was purpose in the lowly barn. There is purpose in your current situation. And the next time that you find yourself in a less than desirable place, know that sometimes God will allow you to have a problem just to stop your enemies from having access to you. God will put you in a season to get you off the radar for a moment. But just like 1 Peter 5 and 10 says... It says, after you have suffered a little while, after you've been in a barn a little while, the word says, I shall restore you. I will make you strong. I will make you firm. I will make you steadfast. And I shall establish you. In other words, I will take you from the barn and put you into heavenly places. In other words, you're not staying there forever. But whenever you get in that season, you've got to remember the word. He says, I will establish you. Why? Because there's purpose in your barn. There is purpose in your low season. But when it feels like you are overwhelmed, when it feels like you are stuck in a season, when it feels like you were born in a barn, when it feels like you are dysfunctional. You must remember the word that was spoken today in Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us. Mm. For unto us. A child is born. For unto us. A son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Listen, to those who are depressed this season, I bring good news to you in this season of the barn. Make room because for unto you a child is born because Mr. Wonderful is fighting for you. Those who are grieving in this season, I bring good news to you in this season. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to mourn. But guess what? Make room among your tears because unto you a child has been born and the counselor is fighting for you. Those who are weak and those who are defeated today, I bring good news to you today in this season that you are in. Make room in your barn because why? For unto you a child is born and when you are weak, he is strong and the mighty God is fighting for you. To the fatherless today, to those who have dysfunctional families feeling like you don't know where you belong to, like you have no identity. I bring good news to you in this season of your barn. Make room for unto you a child is born and the everlasting father is fighting for you. To the distressed, to the worried, to the anxious, to the afraid, I bring good news to you in this season of your barn. Make room for unto you, guess what, a 
child is born and the prince of peace is fighting today for you. Guess what? If a pastor is listening this morning via podcast, pick your chin up this morning. Dust your shoulders off. It may be the toughest season of ministry for your flock, but I remind you today for unto us. A child is born. For unto us a son is given. And guess what? And his name is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You can't minister in this season alone. You can't live in this season alone. You don't have to minister all alone. Why? Because you've got Wonderful, a Counselor, a Mighty God, an Everlasting Father. A prince of peace, and he's fighting for you. I love this verse. I love this verse because it puts you at the manger with Jesus. It puts you in Jesus' story and Jesus in your story. For unto us. Look at your neighbor and say, you didn't know I was in the Bible, did you? Because all of a sudden, this verse puts you in the Bible. For unto us, a child has been born. For unto you, a son is being given today. Wow. Isn't that amazing that he was born to us. This verse is inclusive. It's putting you in God's plan and it's making you a part of Jesus' purpose. Interesting. I encourage you today. Make room because you are a part of Jesus' purpose. For unto us a child is born. If you think about it, it's kind of confusing. If you really start to ponder it, it's really interesting. He was born to you. Hmm. When you birth a child, guess what? You better be making room because your life is about to change. You better make room in your home You better make room on your calendar. It's no longer just you two lovebirds anymore. You got a baby. And you better be making room. You got to clear out a space. You got to get that nursery ready. And, and, then, and then moms, you're, you're over here when it's about that time and, and you've got all the diapers lined up and, and you've, got your, you've got your bag by the door when in that, you think your water's going to break just like that. And, and here you go. You've got the car seats in. You've got all the diapers. You've got all the lotions lined up. You've got everything. Everything's matching. Everything is great. And all around, when it starts to come, guess what? You start nesting. Hmm. See, nesting to a mother is a natural reaction that God gives the body to remind the mother that the baby is coming. Now you need to get up and you got to make some room. Nesting. 
Reminder, he was born to you. See, once nesting has occurred and you go to the hospital and you give birth in the hospital, they're going to roll you out in a wheelchair to your car and you're holding the baby in the car seat and everything's good. But guess what? You are not going to pull out of that parking lot until with the baby that was born to you. You're not going to pull out of that parking lot with the baby that was born to you until that baby has been properly strapped in. Until you've made some room for it. Until you've prepared for it. See, it was born to you, but you can't leave with it until you've made room for it until you've prepared for it but once you've made room for it the baby that was born to you you are on your way why because you took all the necessary precautions and you took time to make room guess what there are a lot of people in this room today you've heard about the baby Jesus you've heard that unto us a child has been born You've heard how he's been someone's wonderful. You've heard how he's been someone's counselor and mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. But for some reason, you've never possessed that. You've never really felt that yourself. You've never really encountered that yourself. Why? Because you've just not made room for it yet. It was born to you that way. But you've not made room for it yet to really possess all of these things. Why? Because you've really not made room for it. God is saying, I'm the answer to your situation. I'm the solution to all of your problems. All you've really got to do is make some room. God is saying, I've got everything that you need. I am that I am. All you got to do is make room. He's saying, I hold the world in the palm of my hand. I am sovereign. But you are more consumed with people's perspective more than you are with purpose. What if the answer to all of your prayers is simply just waiting for you to make some room for Jesus? What if the answer to all of your situations is just as simple as you making some room? I say this very jokingly today. Very jokingly. God's favorite Christmas album, I'm convinced, is the 1994 hit by Mariah Carey. And it's all because of that one song. All I want for Christmas is you. I think that must be his favorite Christmas song. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just one thing that I really do need. And it's you. I don't need the snow. I don't need the mistletoe. All I want is you because he bore his son to you so that he could have you. Hmm. He bore his son to you 
so that he could actually have you. And now he's simply waiting. Like he was waiting in that manger for someone to find the purpose and the promise. Now it's like he's back in the manger and he's just waiting for this time to be revealed like he was waiting in that manger like he was waiting for the world like the song says to prepare him room but now it's like he's just waiting on you just to make some room for him will you stand with me today he's just waiting for you to make some room During preparation this week, I really felt like God was saying, I'm this, this Christmas season, I'm calling the church into a nesting. Just like you're preparing for a baby. I'm calling you to the nesting time. I'm calling you to the to the there's a lot of different names that people have for this season, but nesting. I'm calling you for you to get out there and, 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 and know that I am coming and I want you to prepare a place for me. Uh, see, there's so many people with Christmas and, and the Advent, the Jews are waiting for the baby to be born, but we know that he's already, be, that he's already been born and now we're waiting for the return. He's saying, get ready because I'm coming back. Let this Christmas season remind you that I'm already here and my return is on the way but the church has got to get into a nesting season you've got to get your everything in order you've got to get your ministry in order you've got to get your mind in order you've got to get perspective out and get purpose in because if you're so worried about perspective this Christmas you will find yourself in a state of dysfunction you will find yourself anxious you will find yourself uptight. You will find yourself in debt come January. You will find yourself anxious. You will find yourself depressed. You will find yourself on December the 25th as you sit in a sea of wrapping paper looking around saying, is this it? Really? didn't even feel like Christmas this year. How many of you have ever been there? I've been there. Just so busy, he's looking around, he's like, is, this, is it over? Did it happen? Because you're just so caught up trying to live up to what everybody says Christmas should be. And at the end of the day, we have forgotten that it was all about a manger. That if people were looking this way they would have never seen the purpose if they were looking for the gold if they were looking for the decoration they would have never seen the promise but he was in a lowly place so God's people would humble themselves so God's people would take some time and lower themselves into a position and get down where the purpose was and when you get down where the purpose is, you're going to see his promise today because he's the champion.
and he's fighting for you today. You've just got to make some room and get down with the purpose today. Come on, sing this out. Jesus has given me.